Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Football Friday on The Fan. Rock somebody! This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. Take the fight to them. The Fan. Hour number three, Danny and Dusty with you. Let's get it. Um, all right, a little housekeeping note. Brandon Staley says uh, Justin Abair is day to day with broken cartilage. Yeah, in his ribs. So, I mean, it just sounds gnarly. But he did avoid the broken ribs. No, that hurts. The cartilage between your ribs hurts too. Yeah. If you, that's a stabbing feeling. That is not a comfortable. Uh, it's not a comfortable feeling at all to have that. No, it's, that it's definitely not. Bad sleep. That's hard to breathe. That is, that's gnarly. It's it's not a broken rib, so you're not puncturing a lug, but that broken cartilage, it hurts just the same, man. It explains Ugh. why his arm angle dropped about, you know, 20 degrees yep. where it normally was. Yep, hard to do things like throw, I don't know, a 35-yard laser beam on fourth and one, which what's, he did. What's insane about that throw to me still is it came out like a laser beam, but it landed like downy soft cotton. Yep. Well, he's a pretty good, pretty good quarterback. Pretty good quarterback. Pretty good quarterback. Okay. Um, hey, who coaches for the 49ers? Uh, Mile Hanishan. Uh, was that Shile Canahan? Is that what I heard? You know, we talk for a living. <laughs> Shile. You're, you're bound to stumble over your words every now and then. Shile Canahan sounds like the worst <laughs> hipster I've ever met, ever. Just like Shile, <laughs> Shile Canahan is not a likable person. I could tell you that right no, now. No, hundred percent. And he spells Shile like with a C H double Y. There's probably no an apostrophe L. in there yeah. too. Oh yeah, and a yeah. letter is a number. And, and people are like Shile is that is. Is that like a family name? Anyway, are we supposed to talk football here or something? Yeah, we're talking football. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, my name was Kyle, but then I was so shy when I was a kid, my parents got my name changed. That was from my emo period. It happens uh, It happens to all of us. Shiloh Canahan is what happens when Kyle Shanahan refuses to throw the ball downfield. Look, Lynch took a job with the Blazers so he could get away from Swinge, and that's <laughs> never going to happen. 
All right? So just be thankful that Shia Canahan is the worst that you have, okay, bud? Well, again, is it the jazz... Jizz, uh, jizz jazz? No, <laughs> yeah, the, the Utah jizz is pretty bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Putting that on my real tape, huh? Man. Yeah, yeah let's keep her. Okay. I mean, if you're going to make, if you're going to do it, go all in. Oh, yeah. Shiloh Canahan. I'll tell you what, Ross, with the door closed, especially, we could, we could, we could only hear it like in the headphones. Yeah. And Dusty and I both looked at each other and went, all right. Yep, yeah. Shiloh <laughs> Canahan, he's the one that messed up the last Indiana Jones movie, right? <laughs> do you know how many times I've called Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook? Oh, you did it. You <laughs> That's done a it tough one. Yeah, yeah. You did Barbara Walters that so one. So bad. Baba yeah. Wawa. Yeah, Russell Wilson too. Oh. I mean, come on. What are the what are those what are those parents doing to their kids? Come on now. Um, all right, let's get to the weekend that is in the Pac-12 this weekend. Um, Shyle Canahan not coaching in the Pac-12. Hey, good week. We talked about Ducks and BYU, and that's going to be a fantastic game. One of two top twenty-five matchups across college football. But I, I think another one of great intrigue is that UW Michigan State game. The twelfth-ranked team in the country heading, or eleventh-ranked team in the country, rather heading up to Montlake to take on UW unranked Huskies. We talked about kind of look. This could be a show-me moment for the Pac-12 and a Huskies offense that is putting up some crooked numbers on the scoreboards against inferior opponents. Now we get to see kind of what this UW team really is after two weeks in a two and O start. Yeah. They may not be ranked uh, going into the weekend, but if they pull this upset, they sure as hell, we will be coming out. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what this UW team is because I, I have no earthly idea when you play Kent state in Portland state, yeah. you hand, but Here's the thing that they had an inability to do under Jimmy Lake, which now you have Kalen DeBoer, you can do. They did what they were supposed to against inferior competition. Yes. And that's a lot easier said than done. How many times in college football do we see teams mess around and find out, right? You, met, you play with your food for a little bit too long, and you have a game that is far too close. UW has stomped two inferior opponents into the ground, and now we get to see them against one of the good teams in college football. And if UW can go out and make a statement win, and Oregon can go out and make a statement win, and you have uh, you beat the number 11, number 12 teams in the country, that's great news for the Pac-12 moving forward. As much as uh, the laughing stock that the SEC had of Oregon getting drugged by Georgia in week one, you can change probably a lot of the national narrative if, if both Oregon and Washington come out with wins. Legitimately, I do believe that. In that, you could uh, Oregon beating BYU, they're not going to get back into the top ten. No, but no, but no. I could see them fourteen, fifteen, pushing up by the end of the season. They can maybe sneak in there. But yeah, you're just you... moving forward. You're, yeah. you're you're moving forward, and you're putting you know notching victories is is all you can do after having that embarrassing yeah. loss. But it, you, you build on that momentum. Washington probably will jump. Pretty high from outside in. If they, if they, well, they'll be ranked, and yes. then you'll have four Pac-12 teams ranked at that point, which was, you know, where they were this season. I don't think this is the path that they expected it to go. No, and this is. I mean, it's a really weird week in, in the Pac-12 as you look at those two teams. You have your two brands get to host those uh, 11th and ranked, 12th ranked teams in the country um, in Michigan State and 
uh, BYU respectively, those games being at home, and then you have Cal at 2-0. and Who would have thought the matchup of Cal and Notre Dame would be 2-0 and against 0-2, where if the Golden Bears' offense can do anything, their defense may be able to keep them in a game in South Bend, Indiana, a place they haven't been to since 1967. That's a long time. It's been that long? Yep. Jeez. Yep. As they go and they play Notre Dame, where look, you want to talk about hot seats? Marcus Freeman in year one as Notre Dame's coach, if you start 0-3 with a loss to Cal on there. That that might. Well, and Marshall. That might, Marcus Freeman's career might be over at Notre Dame before it even starts. I mean, this is a, a school that, my goodness, their expectations are through the roof. And, uh, again, you and I were, have, have been talking about how that loss to Marshall, it sucks so much because Marcus Freeman seems like such a likable guy, right? And he seems like such a good person. But sometimes coordinators are just great coordinators. One guy that you can look at and you can put in that vein is Will Muschamp, who is now the defensive coordinator who took over for Dan Lanning at Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was not a good head coach at Florida or South Carolina. But you know what he is elite at? Calling defenses. Yep. And, you know, some, some coaches, that is what they are. Jimmy Lake is that way, too. It's totally and, okay to be a fantastic coordinator, not a head coach. It's a different set of skills. And this is where, you know, you have so much that you need to learn about a, a, a head coach and how he handles certain mm-hmm. situations. This is Notre Dame's opportunity where they're trying to get up off the mat, and they got a Cal team that's – I mean, Cal's feisty, man. Like, they're not going to blow anybody out, but they're going to – they may get blown out, but they're either going to win close and ugly and muddy that thing up. They'll gum you to death. Or – you can take them behind the woodshed and pummel them like they've been pummeled before. I, I think this one is going to be one of those grimy games because Cal's going to make it grimy. They, they just had that innate ability to just muck up everything. Yeah. Good, bad, or otherwise. And it just, it's one of those, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really have many expectations for Cal this year because of, of so much going on with their roster and, and the transfer portal. But, I mean, here they are. I, I, I don't know anything other than to say, like, Tilt my palms to the sky and be like, screw it up. Really toss a wrench in Notre Dame season and, and throw your hat in the ring. One game I'm really interested in seeing is USC and Fresno State because we've seen USC beat up on some terrible teams, but Fresno State, we actually know what they you are. You can know what their measuring stick we, is. We know that they're nowhere near on a talent level what USC is, but then we can look at next week's matchup and say, Fresno has played both Oregon State and USC in back-to-back weeks, right? So we have like this, all right, we just saw the Beavs and stacked up against Fresno. Now opponent. we get to see, you know, USC stacked up against Fresno. And then we're going to get to see these two teams playing against yeah. each other in a week and in, in to see what SC does against them. I mean, they're 11.5-point favorites, but look, SC's been covering spreads with ease yeah. uh, this year. Yeah, one of the things about USC, we talked about the uh, the total offense stuff and the, the best teams in the country. Fresno State is up there. They actually, they're right there with USC in total yards. USC actually does lead the country in is yards per play. Mm-hmm. They're at 8.7 yards per play. That is, that's that's better. And there's a story that came out of out of USC by, uh, or not out of USC, but out of uh, I want to say the Orange County Register, I believe that uh, Mersham uh, Swanson works for. She typically covers the Clippers. But anyways, um, one of the notes was that Lincoln Riley said he talked about his Kyler Murray Oklahoma team, and the reason that team was so good offensively was the trust that they built up. 
And he says that this USC team, while buying in, and he's actually been more surprised by the buy-in that they've seen, hasn't really fully committed into it yet. And they, they, they think that there's another gear yet for this offense, which it's kind of a terrifying proposition. Well, that one is uh, going to be a 7.30 kick. It's going to be a Pac-12 after dark. They are stuffing USC into every Pac-12 after dark game that they can. As they should. <laughs> we talked about this coming into the season. This this should be expected. But in this one is not on the Pac-12 network. This one's going to be on FS1. Like, is some nuance to the, you know, the uh, Oregon State game next week is that 6.30 game on the Pac-12 network is because – they have to put SC, every team has to play on there three times. Yep. So you, you got to get those three games in because you don't want an undefeated USC team at the end of the year being forced to play on the Pac-12 network. It doesn't, doesn't do your brand any good even if they are leaving. No, 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 because Fox and ESPN want eyeballs, and yes. they know that Oregon State isn't going to draw eyeballs, but a chance to get in the college football playoff potentially later in the year will. Uh, Utah-San Diego State also. I have that one on my radar just because of the weird stuff that happened last Mm -hmm. year with San Diego State upsetting Utah, albeit that one game was in San Diego, or I guess that would be in uh, Carson, not Mm -hmm. San Diego last year. Um, But this one heads back to Utah. They can get a little bit of revenge. And then uh, one little game is uh, North Dakota State goes to Arizona, and I don't know why Arizona in a million years would ever schedule North Dakota State. Do not schedule the Bison. Do they, 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 they better not lose. Uh, like, I, if Oregon and Washington both win and then Arizona loses, you go, really, man? Here's the thing. Really? North Dakota State Jed. should be like App State, and they should move out of the FCS. They unequivocally should. Nope. They can't win a national title if they move up. Yeah, they but, like winning a national They understand they it. They, they understand it. They get what they are, and I give them a ton of credit for it. They love being there, but, too. T- but talent-wise, they should be an FBS You're damn team. right they, they should are, be. They are an FCS power. Yep. And, and like, don't be surprised if – ultimately, I think Arizona can and will win this game. But don't be surprised to see this in the third quarter, the fourth quarter, relatively close. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but other than that, I mean, you got a you got a few snoozers on on the list. I think Washington State, you're just fighting a, a you're fighting against yourselves in this one. Colorado State is a very bad football team right now, uh, so they have Colorado State this weekend. Um, Colorado, and, Minnesota. I'm done talking about Colorado. <laughs> you mean after they got raced by the Air Force? Yeah, Colorado is. I don't. Can we do a trade? Can we trade Colorado back to the Big Twelve? Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's just do a trade. We'll take Colorado for Oklahoma State straight up. Okay, I was I was gonna say maybe you could go for the uh, bless you the uh, the the future rights to BYU. Mm. Yeah, they don't play basketball on Sundays though, or baseball, or oh, softball. Right. That's they, been the problem. That's the problem. Huh? That's the problem with them. Um, and then what other game? Eastern Michigan, Arizona State. Come on, well, wake me up when it's action time. Who's UCLA got? UCLA is playing South Alabama. Their right. schedule is perfect. They're, they're, this is the most perfect ramp-up for UCLA because they have Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama. Then they get Colorado. They're going to have four games where they just pummel, pummel opponents. their opponents, and then they go through a gauntlet of Washington, <laughs> Utah, Oregon. And then when they come out of that gauntlet – it's like, oh, by the way, here's your reprieve. You get Stanford, who could just put you up against the ropes and body blow you for three and a half hours and see if you can come out of that one okay. 
and they're at Oregon, but they do get the uh, the bye before going into Oregon. So. Yeah, which is okay, which is which is nice. But that's a Pac-12 slate for you, with one except for one game in one game that is right here in Portland. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Kyle Hanishan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, tomorrow we get a little Pac-12 football in Portland. Providence Park will host Oregon State and Montana State. I love this that it's happening here, and and it, rightfully so. It should ha- they should have a game up here. I wish we had a bigger venue so we could have more games like this up here. But when you have a reduced research stadium, mm-hmm. anyways, it's okay to play in a twenty five thousand seat stadium because of the fact that you're really not missing out on that many ticket sales, anyways. It, I think it's a thousand less than what Reesers holding now. Six two, I think, is what Reesers yeah. holding. And so now you get Montana State coming in, and it's going to be in front of 25,000 here in Portland. The thing that sucks is tailgating is awful around the park blocks, but you can always go to, like, the bullpen. You got the Kingston. You can get a Monte Cristo uh, before the game, which is they have awesome Monte Cristos at, at the Kingston. You got some bars around there you can go and you can hang out at. It won't be a traditional college football experience, but it's going to be badass to have uh, beeves at Providence. It is. You, you do you do the, the, the Portland City line and all that kind of stuff that you don't get down at Reese, which it's going to be weird to have football in the city, like a big-time football. Yeah. No, 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 no shot at the Vikes. Well, Listen, Portland State doesn't play here. They play in Hillsborough now. Yeah, and so it's going to be weird to have like quasi-big-time football in the city. It's also going to be weird to see orange and black kind of take over the city yeah. because typically it's green and yellow up here. I I think this is going to be a fun one. It's a cool. It'll be a cool atmosphere. It'll be great to have football back in that stadium once again. I think like I love the Timbers and I love the Thorns and I get it. They want to have their own venues. Football at that setting it, it has a lot of meaning to the city of Portland and to mm-hmm. the state of Oregon. Really, there have been classic games throughout the history of, of whether it's Portland State football or whether it's high school state championship games always, were always played at the old Civic Stadium before. 1997 Pop Warner Championship. It, 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 uh, oh, were you in the 1997 you Pop Warner Championship there? At, at Civic Stadium where the uh, the old field turf would uh, tear entire layers of skin off. It was, I'm old. It was uh, <laughs> a piece of carpet over cement. Yes, and it would give concussions out religiously. Yeah, but I love that having a football game back in that stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a really it'll be a really cool venue for it as well, especially with that new side and there hasn't been a football game in there since they built that new side of the stadium. Oh, you're right. 
after uh, no, Portland State did. did, Portland, they, did State, yeah, Portland did Portland State okay. did their last season there was I think one of the first years that they opened that up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did because I went and I saw the Northern Colorado. I forget Portland which changes State it like yeah, yeah. line the timeline because no. of the changes to not just the stadium, but no. the name changes. Actually I remember sitting up there and saying, This is a really cool sightline for that Northern Colorado game. No, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's go back. enjoy. I've got, and, a, I've got a wedding to go to instead, so I don't get to go. I'm excited to see, and, and this is Montana State's a good football team. Like they are a no, the yeah, fourth ranked team in the FCS level, but Oregon State dropping the hammer on a team and handling them the way they should right before you go into conference play. Perfect. No letdown. No letdown from what we saw last week and, and really the week before against Boise, and you carry it over into this Montana state game and have take that next step, right. Of just finishing a team off, you know, leaving no doubt. And that to me is what I'm excited to see out of Oregon state, because I I think we will see it. And Mm -hmm. one thing of a sign of a great coach team and Jonathan Smith is doing a phenomenal job of this is consistency from week to week. And we're, we've gotten consistency from week to week from this Oregon State team as, as Jonathan Smith has been putting his imprint on it. And this is going to be the, 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 the great test is mm-hmm. start 3-0, and handle that business, get your starters some rest in the second half against a good team. This is a good Montana State team. They're right there with North Dakota State. They are a traditional power in the FCS. But if you handle your bit, you have 21 more scholarship players than they do. You handle your business, you get your guys some rest, then you go into that game against USC with, with a little bit of fresh legs. And you hope that Fresno does to, to SC what you did to them and take them to the brink. And there we go, Oregon State. That's the best thing that you could possibly ask. No, I don't want to do that. But it, it is truly but you're right. what I'm looking forward to yeah. from Oregon State. If Montana State gave them a game, would I be shocked? No. No. They're, no, they're going to be game. There's no great there's, FCS Yes, program. there's no doubt about it. And again, they're, they're very much on the same par with North Dakota State. They're a traditional power who is always threatening to win a national title at that level. Here's the thing. If I'm looking at Oregon State, I, everything that you said, yes, I am right there with you. If there's one thing that I'm actually looking for them to do besides take care of business, clean up the stupid S. The, the, the penalties, the missed execution, the stuff that you shoot yourself in the foot over, this is a very good opportunity to button that stuff up. As much as you want to execute, 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 that matters, but also execute correctly hopefully you can and that's the thing if you can if you can take those steps here that is again that is just another notch in their belt of hey look when we button down and we do what we're supposed to we can do it so this is what we need to do going into the next week against usc because if you don't then you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt Oh, man. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be it's a fun weekend of, of Pac-12 football and uh, Oregon State being here in Portland, having Beaver Nation kind of take over downtown Portland in the Pearl. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a really cool environment. It'll be a great atmosphere, and hopefully that place is rocking, man. And hopefully people remember what it's like to have college football in downtown Portland. It'll be, it'd be awesome. Uh, if Portland State could get back or get their own damn stadium uh, at some point in downtown Portland. All right, 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. This is Danny Dusty on the fan.
This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about college football, Pac-12. Got a lot on the line this weekend. How about in the NFL, man? You got some teams that they want to avoid that dreadful 0-2 start. Um, and we got a lot of head-to-heads where you got 0-2 teams, mainly the Bungles and the Cowboys after week one. I still don't understand this line being seven and a half. Can somebody explain to me why it's not a double, double digits? Why they think Cooper Rush can keep this a game? No, I have no... I mean, it's it's not just that. Like there's there are no redemptive qualities for the Cowboys. The the Bengals just shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. That should have been a game that they won handily. Yes. So I don't I don't understand the rationale behind a team that was very bad with their starting quarterback somehow being able to be a almost a one score game yeah. with the Bengals. I because the Cowboys. You know, I, I've said it a million times coming into the season. I think the Bears are the most talentless team in the NFL. As it stands right now, a harsh. the Cowboys might be the most talentless team in the NFL. Um, by, I don't know. I, they have defenses is okay. I mean, Micah, Micah Parsons. Their defense is good. I mean, Micah Parsons rings, rings that bell, but I'm not a Diggs guy because he gets torched when he doesn't make a play. Yep. I just, but he leads the league in interceptions. He, sure, and he also I mean, they leads got the league in getting burned. Demarcus Lawrence, and they got Osa Odigizua in there as well. I mean, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch when he's healthy, okay, he, right. which he is right now. Yeah, he's I mean, they right got now. some pretty good okay. names. They got some pretty good names. Their defense is pretty good. Okay, they're, they're not. Good. They're not as talentless as the Bears. Yeah, no, not it's no, no. A, their defense is good. Their offense, their offense is so bad. Uh, but then you have another 0-2 matchup, Cardinals and Raiders, where neither one of those teams has much wiggle room with that, how good their divisions are expected to be. I mean, think about this. It, if the Raiders start 0-2... You can pretty much put a fork in them with that division. I'll be honest. Yeah. As much as, much as I love my boys, 0-2 right now is... Especially in a game that you could have won, and then to lose it to a team against the Cardinals, where I, I told you before, I am not a Kyler Murray guy, and maybe that... that game against the Chiefs was a bit of a one-off. I do not believe in that team. I do not believe in that team nor that quarterback. And the Raiders should, if I'm right, handle things pretty easily against the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're really selling that that week one. They should have won that game. America's team, maybe. They were down by 14 for, like, most of, the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> America's team. No. No. You're still selling that one, too. But, the I mean, Cardinals, just for what you said about – uh, the Raiders, the Cardinals are in that same boat, man. The Cardinals, because now you have both the Rams and the 49ers that are sitting there going, we've got some soul searching to do. We need to figure it out. And they're going to be on the blood run right now. And that's the difference, I think. You have the, the upside down in the NFC West where both everybody but Seattle started 0-1. So there's some there's some wiggle room there if you did start 0-2 because inevitably yeah. somebody's going to. And how great would it be? Like, I mean, if the Packers lose to the Bears and Aaron Rodgers starts 0-2 and both of them are divisional games after, you know, what he said about being on top of that division for so long, that would tickle my fancy so much. I would too, and I would also start to reevaluate my stance of do not say Aaron Rodgers is dead until he's dead. I would, I would definitely start looking at that. At that, in the same way, honestly, 
the Patriots. They have a very strong chance of going 0-2 here, too. Yeah, they're favored, and I don't get it. I don't understand I, why. Well, T.J. Watt being out, I guess, if you want to say T.J. Watt and Najee Harris being out. Najee's like, good to go. He, he, yeah, is, he's, he's, he's good to go. Yeah. Well, then that's – well, he'll play. I, well, T.J. Watt, is that big of a difference? Because – the hoodie has had Mike Tomlin's number certainly year after year after year, but at the same time, this Patriots team is is not the not, same. Their not offense is not great. It's like people are burying them for being you know one of the worst in the NFL. I don't think they're that bad, but they're not a good offense. No. And so you're just good, the low scoring game, and you're just going with the hoodies. Special teams are going to be what wins it for him is basically what all I can gather out of Vegas because look. I don't want the Patriots to start 0-2. I don't see how they start 1-1, one one, though. I don't know how they go on the road to Heinz Field. Always Heinz Field. Always Heinz Field. Never going to be whatever. Stupid a, name it is now. Acrisure. Acrisure. Acrisure Field. Or as Colin tried to be hip and call it, the sure. Oh. Yeah, that didn't Are stick. Are you sure about that one, that, Colin? That didn't uh, stick. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you go to Pittsburgh in in – Convince me that a dinged up Mac Jones too is going to be okay to to play in that game there. I don't know. I don't get it. And the other one where you've got the uh, fight for supremacy, I guess. Whoa, where are you going with this one? Not that kind of supremacy. Oh, uh, but the Colts and the Jags. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's bad supremacy. But you get the Colts who came out with the tie. Hey now. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, hey, Ross, that's you, your Jaguars. You, you, you yeah, that's take, my Jaguars. You will take any kind of supremacy, even maybe the bad kind when it comes to the Jaguars. They need some guys. As long as we stay away from the, never mind. Can <laughs> we, can we just acknowledge the AFC South As is led win. by, they don't have a win. They, they oh, are, right. they, they have two teams that are tied <laughs> atop tied. the standings With and then two Owen one teams. Oh. God, they don't have a win. The they went week one without a win, and they had a divisional game in that division. <laughs> if there's a division in football that could pull that off, it is only the AFC South. You're damn right. Because God. you know what? You know what the NFC East will actually do for you? You're going to get a loser in that division. Yeah, you you will get will. a loser You're in gonna that You're going to get division. like three losers in that division. The AFC South is going, no. Hold my beer. And you actually had Lovey Smith play for the tie. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's poetic. It's art. Like I said, it's a battle for a kind of supremacy. I don't know if it's the best kind, yeah. but it's, it's, it's there. All right. Uh, we get you set for the weekend of football. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. All right, got the haze in the barn here. Ready to roll. College football, NFL. We have our picks all set and in. Ooh, how did our uh, uh, our fan picks finish yesterday, by the way? Uh, for our, our picks against our, the our fan voting, uh, we have, I've got them up right now. I just pulled them up. The listener picks. Uh, listeners are on board after a one and two week. They got the Bills minus ten, big line. Uh, the Bucks minus two and a half on the road at. Uh, that one ended up being Nolan. close. Yeah, that one was fifty six percent to forty three percent. And then this one's even closer. 
Seahawks plus eight and a half hitting the road at San Fran. Fifty four percent going the Seahawks way. Forty five percent going the way of the 49ers. Kenneth Walker looking to make his uh, debut this weekend. He's not on the injury report. Were there any oh. other uh, notable injuries that I wasn't listening to your update for? Uh, Kittle is questionable. That's actually great news for Niner fans. Yeah, considering he did not practice Thursday, which typically means he ain't going to play. Yes, head coach Kyle Hanishan uh, calls him a game-time decision. <laughs> I love uh, Kyle Hanishan. Kyle Hanishan. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, they should hire him in Utah. Um, and then jazz. <laughs> Justin Herbert, if you missed that one, the injury reaction, uh, injury report on him, he is listed as day-to-day in a shocking development. But what is uh, the, the actual news there, he's got rib cartilage damage. Not a broken rib. He broke the cartilage in his rib, which also hurts like the Dickens. That sounds like it, like, it just sounds worse. It sounds gnarly, breaking cartilage. Like yeah. I've, like I've, I've, I've slipped a lot of ribs. That's one of the things I've, I haven't managed to do is break ribs. I've slipped a rib probably sounds eight, ten, ten times. That sounds miserable. Yeah, it, 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 the suck factor is very high because it lingers for like six to eight weeks. Like you have to slowly work it back in. But breaking cartilage, that sounds. That I mean, there's a reason why he was looking the way he was marching down that field. Ugh. Man, oh man, oh my. Um, the other uh, games of note um, around the world of college football outside of uh, the Pac-12, which there's only two top 25 games in, in the country. One of them in the state of Oregon and mm-hmm. right here on the fan, number 12 BYU visiting the 25th ranked Ducks is number 13 Miami taking on number 24 Texas A&M in College Station. Um, all eyes are going to be on the the yell practice tonight to see if uh, young Zach Cross embarrasses himself again after the Aggies. I mean, you had to replace him, right? Like you, you, like even if like it went through this whole process. I think he has to transfer. Yeah, I mean that's that's the rules. I thought put that kid in the portal. Um, they take on Miami, where Mario Cristobal take the ball out of take the air out of the ball, smash mouth football. We know what he's going to try to do when he goes to Kyle Field. Mm-hmm. A&M has pulled the plug on their starting quarterback, Haynes King, which sounds – that sounds like a quarterback from Texas. Haynes King? Oh, 100%. That's a cool quarterback name. Um, and they replaced him with a porn star. Max Johnson is going to start at quarterback. Wow, if he's not doing for him's NIL, nobody is. Yeah. Uh, it's the son of Brad Johnson – uh, former oh. Super Bowl winning quarterback. And he's a he's a Texan. LSU transfer. Uh, Max Johnson now going to get the nod at quarterback over Haynes King. We can only hope his full name is Maximus and not Maxwell. Maxwell Johnson? Yeah, Maximus Johnson. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. You want to see, you hear my upset, of the, uh, upset alert special of the weekend? Wee, wee, wee. What uh, do we got? The 21st ranked. Texas Longhorns taking on Texas San Antonio. Listen, the Conference USA uh, champion uh, Roadrunners, man. They, the Roadrunners. They, for a team that just started meet, meet. literally a decade ago, they are they are up and running. They came out swinging. Their first ever head coach was Larry Coker. Which, not bad. It's not bad when you're starting a program. But Quinn Ewers goes out. You have that deflating loss to Alabama. 
feeling that, still pretty good about yourself even though yeah. you lost. If if Sark is really turning it around at Texas, they blow the doors they, off they of Texas of San Antonio. Yeah. Right? Texas being Texas is, is they lose that game. Texasing that game. Yeah, yeah. And the Roadrunners will give you a little bit of problem. Uh, we do have some NBA news oh, as, we, we got? as we get out here. Dennis Schroeder has signed with the Los Angeles Lakers, which now brings their point guard We're to calling that news. I'm just because there's more to it because <laughs> that is Dennis Schroeder signing with the Lakers. That is them trading for Patrick Beverly and uh, Johan Buha, who covers the Lakers and Clippers. He's the LA guy for the athletic mm-hmm. has now said the prospect of Russell Westbrook coming off the bench is being strongly considered. No, I mean, that's Russell Westbrook being, like, out of town. That's Russell Westbrook not coming off of the bench. That's Russell Westbrook not getting to the bench. That is paying Russell Westbrook a max salary to stay at home in L.A., uh-huh. not even come to the arena at all. Uh, you love that, to that see you're it. not bringing Russell Westbrook to the Lakers facility at all. I hope they do. At this point. I hope they do. Give, give, give me Russell Westbrook off the bench. Look, and Lakers misery, I'm here for I'm here for it, even though somehow Laker fan is going to spin this as, hey, this is a sign of the big turnaround. Okay, pal. I love the fact that they are imploding. This makes my heart and my soul happy. I love it so much. I, I am, listen, I, training camp for the Blazers is a 10 days away, and uh, I, I'm, I'm loving that this is how we're going to go into the NBA season with the Lakers yep. ready to implode as soon as the season starts. Oh, man. Um, all right, let's do this. <clears throat> Ducks, BYU, who do you got? I'm going to take the Ducks. I'm going to take them to, to set the tone. I got the Ducks, too. I got the Ducks covering that, that three-and-a-half line as well. Yeah. I, I think if you're going to make a statement, this is it. Yep. This is it. Uh, Beavs, Montana State. Beavs. Beavs. Yeah. Okay, come on. They, they, that that should. I want to pick Washington, but I think I'm going to take Michigan State and be proven wrong. I got. I like Washington. That I think. I think the Pac-12 actually makes a positive statement they, they this get, weekend. They get a sweep. Boy, that's gonna bite me in the rear. Isn't yeah, that, that's 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 my my old Pac-12 hesitation right there. That's that's what that is. That's a Pac-12 pessimism just bubbling up. Gosh. Uh, I like the Bees of the fourteen too. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and USC should should cover handily too. All right. Have a great weekend. We will see you Monday from noon to three. This has been Danny Dusty. I've actually got primetime with Isaac and Soup. Bye. Kyle Hanishang. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode, and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, Original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.